0: how to believe in yourself, how to transfer belief to others, how to have childlike faith, how he came to write the energy bus, what Dabo Sweeney and Sean McVay do to keep their respective teams believing in themselves and so much more coming right up. This is episode number three, seven, five with best-selling author and speaker, John Gordon. Hey, what's up everybody? And welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. Is life a little bit overwhelming right now? Do you feel like you're trying to do so many things, but you can't keep everything under control? If so, that's why I created the Best Journey Planner to help go-getters like yourself move from overwhelmed to organized and in control of their life. If you wanna learn how to keep all six areas of your life, health, personal, career, financial, spiritual, and relational, all organized and in a constant state of growth, then go to nickcarrier.com slash best journey today. Again, nickcarrier.com slash best journey, and you can get my free monthly, weekly, and daily planner and video course today. Today is an awesome episode that I don't want you to miss because you're gonna wanna share it with all your friends and family with the one and only John Gordon. John's best-selling books and talks have inspired readers and audiences around the world. His principles have been put to the test by numerous Fortune 500 companies, professional and college sports teams, school districts, hospitals, and nonprofits. He's the author of 24 books, including 12 bestsellers and five children's books. His books include the timeless classic, The Energy Bus, which has sold over 2 million copies, The Carpenter, which was a top five business book of the year, Training Camp, The Power of Positive Leadership, The Power of a Positive Team, The Coffee Bean, Stay Positive, and The Garden, just to name a few. John and his tips have been featured on the Today Show, CNN, CNBC, the Golf Channel, Fox & Friends, and numerous magazines and newspapers. His clients include the Los Angeles Dodgers, Campbell Soup, Dell, Publix, Southwest Airlines, Miami Heat, the Los Angeles Rams, Snapchat, Truist Bank, Clemson Football, Northwestern Mutual, West Point Academy, and more. I mean, what a resume. Before diving in, be sure you're subscribing to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast on the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and be sure you share the episode with a friend while you're listening. All you have to do is send them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast. And if you enjoy the show, I would love it if you leave a five-star rating and review. But without further ado, let's get right to it. Here's to getting closer and closer to your best you with the one and only John Gordon. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. Today, I am ecstatic, fired up, and absolutely honored to be joined by the one and only John Gordon. John, I just want to start off by saying thanks so much for spending the time with me today. Hey, Nick, great to be with you. Yeah, so this is something that I've been looking forward to for a long time. I actually was introduced to you, I think, when I originally started to listen to Ed Mylett's podcast, and then I got introduced to Edwin Ariave and got to know him, and I know you know him, and then I got introduced to Erwin McManus through... Edwin. And so I loved listening to your and Erwin's podcast a while back now. And so that's where a lot of kind of the information that I know about you has kind of come from. And I actually grew up in Atlanta. So when I heard your story about being a Buckhead and and starting the uh, ultimately Park Bench, I thought that was really cool. But the way I kind of want to get started today, John, is you something you say a lot is that leadership is the transfer of belief. And so I want to know from you, what does that transfer actually look like you know you transfer belief to the sports teams that you talk to and the crowds that you speak to so what is it that you're actually transferring and what are you actually pointing out to other people that's allowing them to believe in themselves and it's not just like a temporary motivation and a temporary energy that they get from you what are they what are they getting from you to increase their belief
1: yeah it's a great question it's a really insightful question because it's going deeper in terms of just talking about transferring, what does it really mean? And what it looks like is Davo Sweeney, the head coach of Clemson, when he is sharing his culture with his team and he's talking about the principles that will drive their culture and the values. And then he's talking about the beliefs and he then reinforces that belief. After every practice, he is gathering his team and it's literally a brainwashing session. You're the best, we're the best. We're going to do this. This is why we're going to win. This is what you do great. This is what we're about. And he's constantly brainwashing them to believe, to think, to expect greatness. And so there's this constant brainwashing going on, this constant mindset approach that says, like, this is who we are. This is how we win. This is how we do things. And so you see it firsthand with a great leader. So they're transferring their belief they're transferring their energy, they're transferring their principles, they're creating a culture. And culture is the living, breathing essence of what an organization values, believes, thinks, says, and does. And that culture comes from a leader right? and leaders and people. So you could also say it's your essence, it's who you are that will determine the culture that you create. It's your essence that will determine how you lead. It's your essence that will determine how people resonate with you. And so so your energy you're sharing every day, and it's hard to quantify, it's hard to really understand, but we all do have energy and E equals MC squared, we learned that from Einstein, which means that anything that is matter is energy. And if you think about your body, it's actually just energy vibrating slow enough to appear physical, but it's actually not even really physical. It's made of energy. We're actually really beings of light. That might blow some people away, but it's actually true if you understand the science behind it. So, so when you're with people, you're transferring your energy, your belief, your hope, your kindness, your love, your smile, all that. You're sharing your best you, hopefully, with yeah. them and that transfers to them. So so to me, that's what it looks like. When I'm working with a team, yeah, I'm transferring my principles. I'm transferring my lessons. I'm transferring my energy and belief to them. Hopefully when I leave, they feel lighter, they feel freer, they feel a shift in perspective mindset. And there is something to that because I've worked with so many different teams and you can see the impact, but from the, the LA Dodgers to the LA Rams to the Miami Heat to Clemson football to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the last few years, you know, in working with the team, I think there's something that happens where I'm sharing the principles, I'm sharing the practices, but as I'm also sharing perspectives that helps them think differently. And once they start thinking differently, they start acting differently. And I think there's there's something to that.
0: Yeah. And I, I think a lot of what you do is you create lasting belief for people because i think a lot of people can provide temporary energy for others but it's it's one thing to be able to provide lasting energy and lasting belief and lasting inspiration for a team and so and i think a lot of sports coaches or a lot of leaders probably work on trying to transfer positive energy but it's like what's the difference between the person that can transfer positive energy and be motivational in the time now but that doesn't stick with the person Versus the person who does transfer energy now and then it lasts over time. Like are are they pointing out the specific tactics or are they pointing out skills or knowledge or experience that that person actually has that they then oh oh yeah that's right like I do have that and and that creates lasting energy. Give 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 us a little insight there. It's different. It's inspiration
1: versus motivation. Motivation you need to motivate every single day. Inspiration lasts but also belief in someone, they start to believe in themselves. So you believe in them more than they believe in themselves. And as you do, they start to believe. So now it becomes inherent into who they are, becomes a part of them. And so what I believe I do is I share these principles and practices and ideas and energy and the coach, if the coach embodies it and the coach drives it, then you see it work but I'm only as good as the coach because really the coach is the difference. I'm not the difference. I'm even giving the, the coach tools and belief and values and a framework which helps a lot of these coaches and they'll say as such, but it's the coach's leadership that then drives, right? The culture and drives everything that happens with that team. So if the coach, if the coach is living it, if they're breathing it, if they're reinforcing it, if they're creating a culture that people want to fight for, then you start to see that impact the team and you start to see it last. But if the coach isn't living it, if they don't reinforce it, then it doesn't work. And I've been to many places where it doesn't work, right? And you can see why it doesn't and you can see why it does. And it always goes down to leadership at the coach level. And also you have to have a really good set of leaders at the team level that's driving it in the team, right? Peer accountability is greater, right? Horizontal accountability is greater than vertical accountability in terms of top-down leadership. So it's really key that you have team members that are leading. If you think about the teams that win, they got a great coach, there's great leadership, but there's a lot of accountability with the team, a lot of love, a lot of fighting for each other going on, and there's great leadership at the team level. Think about the Rams. Let's look at the Rams. They're about to play in the NFC Championship against the Niners. They are a solid team. Obviously, they have a lot of talent. I've worked with Sean McVay, great friend, great guy. But you look at that culture, and I'm not saying they're going to win, but look what happened with OBJ. OBJ goes there. Have you heard any issues or any problems with OBJ since he's been with the Rams? Right. No. Nothing. Nothing. Have you heard anything the last few years from any players from the Rams? No. No. Now, even with Todd Gurley, when there was some issues in the media, kept on trying to make it an issue when he was hurt, wasn't playing, it didn't become an issue. Why? Because Sean McVay is a social genius, because he's a culture builder, because he's a leader, and he is connecting one-on-one with each player, making sure that they're okay, talking to him finding out if they have any issues, how can he help them? And he's there for them and he has a relationship with them. And then there's a relationship with each other and there's relationships among the leaders in the team level. So now you become part of that culture and you don't want to make an issue. You don't want to create a problem. You don't want to stand out in a negative way. Like we, not me is what causes you to to be part of a great team. We, not me is what the culture is about. So if you focus on me, not we, you no longer fit that culture. And that's a principle they talk about. It's a principle they live. So you have to see the real world example of that. And you watch it play out. And you're like, no issues with OBG? I wonder why, right? And it's fascinating to see when there is issues with that team, not that team, but another team, right? and you go, okay, why is that? Well, there's no connection, there's no commitment, there's not a lot of communication, there's not a lot of investment in the relationship, and so it becomes a problem. Where there's a void in communication, negativity will fill it. So we have to make sure we're filling that void with great communication, and Sean's going to make sure that he's having conversations so there's no void, no issue, and there's no media problem.
0: Yeah. I think what you said was really key in regards to the coach, like whether it's Sean McVay, Dabo Sweeney, or any of these other coaches that you work with, it's important that they embody the principles. And then the people that they coach help embody the principles as well. Because whether you go talk to a team or somebody goes and talks to an organization, sure, they can do a great job at instilling belief in them temporarily, but then the other people have to then embody those principles as well for it to continue to be lasting moving forward. And yeah, I love following the Rams. I'm from Atlanta, actually, and went to Sean McVay's high school, Marist, which you probably know of. I know. Well, that's yeah, that's awesome. So love following him, but um, go back to about, the you know about
1: all- how we won the, the state championship and, and was Mr. Football that year in the state beat Calvin Johnson that year as a quarterback.
0: I don't even think I realized it was Calvin Johnson. Oh my Lord.
1: Yeah. It was the same years as Calvin Johnson and he won Mr. Football that same year that Calvin Johnson should have won it. Well, not should have, but could have won it. But Sean won it uh, on a last play state championship coach called one play. Sean said, I believe this play is going to work. They said, fine, go for it. They do the play and
0: they win the championship. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. One of the other things that I've heard you talk about that you have is this childlike faith or this kind of like childlike belief in yourself. And I know that you've talked about your parents as not necessarily being the most positive people, but they always instilled belief in you that, that you could do whatever you wanted to do. And that's one of the things that I feel so lucky and blessed about with my parents is my parents have always communicated to me that they thought, that I could do anything that I ever wanted to do. And I feel like that's one of the big reasons why I do have belief and I do have confidence in myself. But what if somebody hasn't necessarily had that role model for them or had that person infuse them with that belief in themselves? What are some things that they can do on a maybe daily basis, weekly basis, habit-wise to help fuel that belief in themselves and, and that childlike faith, if you will?
1: The difference between success and failure is belief. The difference between me and someone else is not my skill. It's not my talent. It really is just belief, the ability to just keep going. It's the grit to not give up when maybe I should have, when people told me I wasn't good enough. There was just a belief, a level of confidence, enough confidence, maybe not a lot of confidence, but enough to say, no, I'm not good, but I want to get better. And maybe I don't care that I'm not good right now. And it's not going to affect me and define my life because- one day I'm going to get better and I'll be defined by that, right? So you got to be willing to fail in order to succeed. You got to be willing to put yourself out there. So many people just want to be perfect and you're not going to be perfect. They won't do it unless they are perfect. And what happens is perfect becomes the enemy of starting, becomes the enemy of actually creating something amazing and great because you try to make it perfect, but you're not yourself either. And so even though you might be perfect, you're not ultimately authentic and that doesn't work either. So the key is belief, but my, my childlike faith is not in myself. My childlike faith honestly is in God. And so I have this faith and belief in the creator of the universe, in God and his plan for my life. And I trust in that plan. So often people are like, God, show me and I'll trust you. And God says, no, trust me and I'll show you. Trust me and I'll show you. And that was my journey of not trusting, living a miserable life, unhappy, negative, blaming everyone for why my life was so bad and it stunk and it was not a good life. And I was honestly always complaining about the way things were and longing for the life that I wanted to live and upset that I wasn't living it. And finally, when I finally trusted God and just said, all right, I surrender. I can't do it alone. Use me to make a difference. Use me to serve you. I don't know how it works, but I just trust in you and I believe and I surrender. That's when my life changed. And that's when God started to use me. And as I trusted and just had childlike faith, I've seen God do amazing things in my life beyond me. Like, Too many things have happened for me to trust in myself, right? To know it's me. People say, well, you got to just trust in yourself. No, it was just trusting in the creator of the universe and God. And in that trust, I then felt this power, this energy, this intelligence moving through me to create something I never could have created on my own. I mean, come on. I've written 25 books. They take about three and a half weeks to write. They've sold over 5 million copies. And I do not take credit for that because I am not that smart and I am not that good It is all God because God will literally give me the beginning of the book on a walk. And then the the month later at the end, I literally will get the ending and it will come to me. And I'm like, wow, I'll see how the ending and the beginning actually fit together Mm -hmm. and how it was that way all along. It was like already written. I just had to actually step in front of the computer, sit down and write it. But God already had it. And I get these like visions and these ideas and these things just start like coming to me. It's like I'm downloading it and then I start writing it. And that's, again, I can't take credit on that.
0: Well, you're very humble, but no, I appreciate that giving him the credit, obviously. Uh, I want to make sure we're respectful of the time, but I want to see if we can get in a couple more questions in this and the second to last one is kind of in regards to you finding God and finding Jesus because you, you, know, you had a lot of these negative situations in your life when you were in Atlanta, you ran for city council and you didn't win. And that was a really big negative moment for you. And then you were uh, working for a dot-com company and you got laid off. And then you started your fir- the first Moe's in Florida and that almost went bankrupt a few different times. And then your wife gave you this ultimatum that she might leave you. So you had the, a lot of these negative times. So kind of the question is like, when did you find God within that? And how did you potentially, I guess, like stay positive within that? We'll be back to the interview in just a second. But first, I wanted to share a quick testimonial from a past participant of the 10-Week Transformation Program. I started running the 10WT in the beginning of 2020 and I've had over 150 people on counting go through it and they've seen amazing results both inside and out. If you're inspired to join after listening to the testimonial, then go to nickcarrier.com to learn more. We'll get back to the episode in just a minute, but first, here's what they had to say.
1: Hey, I'm Beau. Uh, the reason I joined the program was to
0: kind of get on track. I just turned 40, hard COVID year, right? I uh, just started a lot of bad uh, habits. I was working out some, but really
1: uh, COVID had affected that. And so I just needed a direction and I didn't really have one. So this really gave me, well, I've done the program two times. I lost about
0: 20 pounds. I've got um,
1: just much healthier habits. Nick's program gives you a platform to change. Also, it gives you a way going forward you know so you can really keep those habits and really build a lifestyle and a healthy life around it for the long term you should join nick's 10 week program. yeah the the beginning was when i lost my job during the dot-com crash and my wife almost left me so everything was falling apart and that was sort of the first time when i finally surrendered i said god i can't do it alone why am i so miserable why am I here? What is my purpose? And my purpose came to me, write and speak. I I heard like write and speak, not like audible, but it just, boom, it was a download. So I'm okay. I'm going to start writing and speaking. That's what I'm going to do. And so that was my first sort of surrender moment. But really what happened was from a faith standpoint, 2005, 2006, a friend gave me some CDs Erwin McManus was the pastor. He was giving a sermon, Why I Follow Jesus. My life wasn't going great at that point. I wanted to write and speak. I sold the Moe's in 2005, and now the money's running out. Writing and speaking isn't going great. I got on the Today Show, and I thought my life was going to take off. And then afterwards, it was a big boost initially, but then everything dried up. It was the weirdest thing. And it it was because I wasn't a person of faith at the time. I thought I was doing it on my own, even then. I had surrendered, but almost forgot everything along the way. And God was molding me and shaping me to be a, a different person, to be a person of faith. And it was during that wilderness time where I'm stuck. I'm not doing speaking engagements. I don't know what the future holds. The money's running out. And it was during that time when I started listening to those sermons. And it was during that time on a walk where the energy bus came to me. And I wrote it in three and a half weeks. It was during that time that over 30 publishers rejected the energy bus, and I was stuck there. And I just really had to pray and had to have faith. So I found faith along the way with Moe's and the struggle, and losing my job and surrendering, but ultimately, it was around that time when everything was quiet, when I was finding solitude, when everything slowed down, it was like God really slowed everything down in my life. So I would become this fertile soil that would actually be able to be used and planted in that moment so that a harvest could be. sowed. as a result of that, the sermon, everything drying up, everything slowing down around that same time, I get the idea for the energy bus. All of a sudden, at that moment, I really gave my life to God and surrendered. And then a a Buddhist energy healer told me about Jesus when I went to see him after the Erwin McManus sermons. And when he told me that Jesus is like spiritual cheating, all you do is believe and receive, you know, and he takes your burden, takes your pain, takes your soul pain is what he called it. When he said that, it really made sense to me. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this a shot. And really, my life has never been the same since it's never been the same. So, so for me, you know, I know it's very real. It's impacted my life in a huge way. And that's when I gave my life to Jesus. It's when I surrendered to him as my savior, because I couldn't save myself because I tried. And it's when God really used me in a more powerful way. And now here we are, right? 17 years later, and you see the fruit of that and you see living that faith, living those principles Surrendering daily, knowing who's in control, trusting him, not just with my life, with my kids' lives and seeing them go through their struggles. And you find real faith, right? So my faith in God doesn't make life easier, it makes me stronger. Mm. And my my faith in God doesn't mean that we won't face challenges. We're going to face challenges, but he's going to give us the strength to overcome them. And on my own, I admit it, I'm fearful, but I find with God I am faithful. And it's that faith that allows
0: me to have hope for one more day. That's awesome. That's powerful. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. But before I ask the last questions real quick, John, I just want to acknowledge you for all the work that you've done, all the work that you continue to do to transfer belief because I think it's one of the, honestly, it's one of the things that upsets me the most when I see somebody who does not believe in themselves and their own abilities. And the transfer of belief from one to the next is not something that's all that easy, but it's something that is super powerful and can definitely make a huge impact in their life and a lasting impact in their life. And you do that with millions of people.
1: But Nick, you you asked earlier and I didn't really answer it. So I'm glad you brought that back up. Like the belief, when someone doesn't have the person who believes in them, I really believe that person needs to go to, based on what we just talked about, that person needs to go to God and know that God believes in you, that God has a plan Mm -hmm. for you and that you can trust in that. And also that you believe in yourself. And the key is to understand that those negative thoughts that you have Those negative thoughts that say you're not enough, you're not good enough, you're not going to make it, the future is hopeless, those thoughts are not coming from you. How do I know? Who would ever choose to have a negative thought? Would you ever choose a negative thought? No, you would never choose one. So those thoughts aren't coming from you. They come from a spiritual place. And those thoughts are lies. And those lies will tell you things about yourself and your future that just aren't true. So don't believe the lies. What you need to do every day is speak truth to the lies. And the truth is you're here to do great things. The truth is you were never meant to be average. You weren't. Deep down, you want to be great because deep down, you know, there's greatness within you and God put that greatness within your soul. He put it in your spiritual DNA and you're born with it. Think about what Jesus said, even greater things than I shall you do. So Jesus was saying, Hey, you're going to do great things. You're not meant to be average. And we're made in the likeness and image of God, which means if God is great and God is the creator, we are meant to create. We are meant to imagine. We are meant to do something amazing. Again, not for ourselves, but to be a blessing for others. And if you understand that, truly understand that, then you understand why you should have belief. The unworthiness is what holds you back. The lack of belief, the negative thoughts and unworthiness comes from Right? Not understanding who you truly are. And you have to understand that you are worthy, right? You are worthy as a child of God. And once you understand that, there's power in that. So hopefully that gives someone belief. It's not about anyone else's belief. It's not about what someone says about you. It's about ultimately knowing that you have worth, you're here to do something great, and start talking to yourself in that way and start saying, I'm worthy. I'm here to do something great. I know that there's a plan for me. I trust in it. And I'm going to show up every day and just give my best and let God do the rest. And if you say that, be my best, let God do the rest. It'll be amazing what happens. You don't believe it. Guess what? Give me a shot. Just try it, right? You you think it's crazy? Give it a shot. You don't even believe in God? Give it a shot. I have had people who didn't believe, try it for 30 days, just thinking this way, acting this way and ask God, God, show, show me God. I will trust. Show me. Send me a miracle. I'm open. You'll start seeing amazing things in your life if you do this for 30 days. I know it. it. Mm.
0: That's great. That's great. I appreciate you sharing that. I feel like I don't know if you have a t shirt that says, I'll do my best and let God do the rest, but I feel like that'd be a hell of a t shirt. But, anyways, really appreciate you. Um, I want to make sure you guys, if you have not obviously heard of John Gordon or have read any of his books, make sure that you follow him on Instagram at John Gordon11. Make sure you go read any of his books, but you can start with The Energy Bus uh, and power of positive leadership. Like you said, he's written 25, um, awesome books. You can also listen to his podcast, positivity university podcast. Other than that, last question, John, is I think that getting closer to the best version of yourself is both a constant journey and a unique journey. I don't know if we're, I don't think we ever get to that best version of ourselves. And I think the way that I'm going to get closer to the best version of myself is a little bit different than the way that you're going to get closer to the best version of yourself. So my question is that for you personally, if there are three things that you can currently do or three things that you can currently work on to get closer to that best version of John Gordon that you could possibly be, then what are those three things that you could currently do or currently work on?
1: Wow. Definitely continue to work out and exercise from a fitness standpoint. That is essential, right, to be in the best you is is just being fit, healthy, strong. I'm 51 years old now, so now I say I'm getting younger. I'm getting stronger faster, better, right? Continue to lift, continue to play tennis. I love when I get on the court and the pro says, man, you do not move like a 51 year old. I'm like, that's right. I don't. So (laughs) so I I still got quick feet. I'm still going to move. I'm going to go. Let's go. So for me, that's important, but the most important things to work on myself to continue to get better. And it's always a lifelong struggle, right? You've never arrived. The minute you think you've arrived at the door of greatness, it gets slammed in your face. You got to be humble and hungry all the time. So I want to continue to be a lifelong learner. So continue to learn and grow and improve from everyone I meet. And so continually improve is is essential. And to always have that curious mind and always be open to to what people are saying. So I want to teach, but I also want to learn. Student first, teacher second. And then- to continue to really work on being a a better husband and a better father. been married 25 years. My kids are now 23 and 21. I thought parenting kids when they were young were hard. I think as they get older, it's even harder. But to be that support for them and to pray for them and to trust in God's plan for their life, but yet to also be that sounding board. I heard it the other day, you have to be more of a consultant than a boss. So when they're young as kids, maybe you're more of a boss, but as they get older, you become more of a consultant. So what do you think about that? And should we do this? Or why are you doing that? And why do you want to do that? And help them to think clearly and critically. And I love that concept.
0: Mm, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, those are three great things, John. It was an absolute blast, and absolute joy having you on today. I really appreciate your time.
1: Hey, thanks, Dick. Great questions. Appreciate you. And keep uh, up the work that you're doing to help people be their best. I love it.
0: Yes, sir. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed that episode with John. I mean, when I talk about dream guests on the Best You podcast, John was one of them. John's work has touched my life. It has touched millions of other people's lives, and I hope it touched yours as well. Be sure you go grab a copy of one of John's books. If you haven't read any of them yet, then go read The Energy Bust. It's such a fun, quick, and powerful read. And remember that believing in yourself instilling belief in others and having belief in god will propel you closer to the best version of you belief is literally one of the most important factors if not the most important factor for success because your belief determines your actions which then determines your results which then reinforces your belief in yourself and your purpose and in your mission find ways to motivate yourself on a daily basis so that you can keep that level of belief high so that you take action accordingly if you enjoyed today's show be sure you share it with a friend or family member. All you have to do is send them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast and then after you share it, leave a rating and review on the Apple Podcast app or on Spotify. I mean, if you're on the Apple Podcast app, if you just scroll to the bottom, you can find it and if you're on Spotify, then you just got to click the three dots next to the podcast show name and then click rate show. Outside of that, y'all, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope you are leaving inspired to believe in yourself and to believe in others so that you can continue to get closer and closer to your best.